The Daily 202 is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, January 15th. In today's news, President Trump shuts down talk of temporarily reopening the government. Attorney General nominee Bill Barr vows to let Bob Mueller finish his investigation. And the administration cracks down against online gambling after lobbying by the president's biggest donor. But first, the big idea. House Republican leaders voted to strip Steve King, a fellow Republican congressman from Iowa, of his committee assignments after he questioned how the term white supremacist came to be considered offensive. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said the decision by the Republican Steering Committee, which chooses lawmakers for various House committees, followed his own recommendation and was meant to send a message about the GOP at large. King was elected to a ninth term in November, and he served on the House Judiciary, Agriculture, and Small Business Committees in the last Congress. Getting taken off the Ag Committee could be devastating for King in his rural northwestern Iowa district, where he's often touted his ability to bring home the bacon. The decision to effectively strip him of those posts came as House Democrats, who are now in control of the chamber, pondered formal rebukes of their own. On Monday, other Republicans across the party spoke out against King as well. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said there is, quote, no place in the Republican Party, the Congress, or the country for an ideology of racial supremacy of any kind. And newly sworn in Senator Mitt Romney called on King to resign. King responded in a statement, quote, Leader McCarthy's decision to remove me from committees is a political decision that ignores the truth. Ultimately, I told him you have to do what you have to do, and I will do what I have to do. House Democrats could bring up a measure later today condemning King. Jim Clyburn, the number three in Democratic leadership, has said he'll introduce a resolution to express disapproval of King's comments. This would be similar to the action taken against Republican Congressman Joe Wilson after he shouted, you lie, at Barack Obama during a September 2009 speech on health care. But for some Democrats, a measure simply disapproving of King's actions doesn't go nearly far enough. That's why two Democratic congressmen, Bobby Rush from Illinois and Tim Ryan from Ohio, filed separate resolutions to formally censure King and indicated they would move to force a vote on them later in the week. Over at the White House, Trump dismissed questions about King, pretending not to know who reporters were asking about, even though the two men have campaigned together in Iowa. When a journalist clarified, Trump said he hasn't been following the story. This means that three sitting House Republicans now have no committee assignments. Leaders took Chris Collins from New York and Duncan Hunter Jr. from California off their committees after both were charged with several felonies. They each deny wrongdoing and their trials are pending. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Trump's opposition to a compromise on border wall funding has left negotiations at a standstill as the government approaches the one-month mark of the shutdown. Trump told reporters yesterday that he rejected a suggestion by Republican Senator Lindsey Graham to temporarily reopen the government while continuing negotiations over the wall. He said he's not interested at all in that idea. The political cost is mounting, though, as more than 800,000 federal workers go without paychecks. A fresh nonpartisan poll from Quinnipiac shows that two out of three American voters support reopening the government and don't back Trump's demand for $5.7 billion to build the wall. Worries were on the rise politically for Republicans Monday as well. Republican Senator Dan Sullivan from Alaska said he's concerned about the operation of fisheries in his state. 
The acrimony between Trump and congressional leaders prompted a bipartisan group of rank-and-file senators, including Democratic Senator Joe Manchin and Republican Senator Cory Gardner, to meet late Monday afternoon to talk about a potential deal. But allies of McConnell were skeptical about the group's chances of crafting something that could win the president's support. And they said McConnell does not yet feel any pressure to break with Trump, despite growing cracks in Republican ranks. After the meeting, Manchin offered a downbeat assessment. He said, quote, I sat there for an hour and didn't know what the hell it was all about. One reason Trump may not feel pressure to compromise is that many of his allies and supporters approve of a more constrained and limited federal government. Prominent advisors to the president have forged their political careers in relentless pursuit of a lean federal budget and a reined-in bureaucracy. As a result, they've shown a high tolerance for keeping large swaths of the government dark. Those encouraging such a hard line include acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney and acting White House Budget Director Russ Vogt, as well as leaders of the House Freedom Caucus, who've taken on an influential role in this White House. Number two, in advance of his confirmation hearing later today before the Senate Judiciary Committee, Trump's Attorney General nominee Bill Barr vowed in written testimony to let Special Counsel Bob Mueller finish his investigation, and he added that it is, quote, very important that Congress and the public be informed of the results. Barr says it will be his goal to provide as much transparency as possible and consistent with the law about what Mueller finds, though he offers no specific commitments about what would become public or what would get turned over to Congress. And Barr acknowledges that he shared a memo criticizing Mueller's investigation with nearly all of Trump's personal lawyers. The 19-page document argued that Trump's interactions with ex-FBI Director Jim Comey should not constitute obstruction of justice. It also turns out that Barr has previously warned the Justice Department may be in need of, quote, political supervision. Barr told an interviewer back in 2001 that the idea of the Department of Justice being independent has gained too much ground following the Watergate scandal. Barr served as the first President Bush's Attorney General from 1991 to 1993 and warned that it was very destructive to personal liberty to discourage political officials from reviewing specific cases being pursued by the DOJ. He said he came to feel that political supervision is important. Meanwhile, Trump's legal team has formally rejected a request from Mueller for the president to do a sit-down interview to answer follow-up questions about the written answers his lawyers already submitted. And raising new questions about Trump's coziness with Russia, today's New York Times reports that the president has repeatedly pushed the idea internally of withdrawing the United States from NATO, a drastic move that would literally hand Vladimir Putin the biggest political victory of his entire career. Senior administration officials tell the Times that at several moments over the course of 2018, Trump privately said he wanted to pull out. With Jim Mattis gone, there's concern he might actually try to do it. Number three, the Justice Department late Monday night issued a legal opinion that could further restrict online gambling, even as some states have been moving to embrace it. Such a restriction has long been pursued by GOP mega-donor Sheldon Adelson, who controls one of the world's largest casino empires. The opinion from the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel, which will almost certainly be tested in the courts, reversed an Obama-era opinion that declared that the Wire Act applied only to sports gambling. A medley of state and federal laws, including the 2006 Unlawful Internet Gambling Enforcement Act, already make most online gambling illegal. But DOJ prosecutors will soon be able to use the Wire Act, in addition to those other laws, to bring cases against online operations. The new legal opinion was greeted with dismay by most in the gambling industry who fear the interpretation will limit the growth of their online betting industry. 
but curtailing such online gambling ventures has been a top priority for the billionaire Adelson, who worries it will hurt his existing casinos. Adelson and his wife Miriam gave a $113 million to support Republicans in the 2016 cycle, including $20 million to back Trump. Sounds like he's getting a pretty good return on that investment. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, January 15th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.